Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Hello, I'm Conor Falkman and this is Driving Life. Welcome to episode 10, where I meet Munster and Ireland rugby star Frankie Sheehan. Frankie was a professional rugby player for 14 years until retiring in 2009. He's now the founder and CEO of Pendulum Summit, the business and self-improvement organisation, and he's found time for five kids, some schools coaching and a lot more besides. Busy guy. You can check out previous episodes where I meet people like Shane Ross, Teresa Mannion, Ivan Yates, George Hook and others, names you'll know and some you won't have met. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. Just Google Driving Life with Connor Faulkner and you can email me, connorfaulkner at gmail.com. But now let's go and catch up with Frankie. Frankie Sheehan, hello, how are you? Excellent, Connor. All the better now for going on this and thanks very much for having me. Yeah, well, listen, it's great to see you. It's great to see you. Um, we're, we're on Zoom, so I, I can see you looking fresh and well. We were actually talking just before we began about, you know, the goods and bads of Zoom. It's it's very convenient, but it, it's not quite the same as meeting people. But I feel like I'm meeting you and you're, and you're, and, and you're looking great. You're keeping well, Frankie. Hi, look, we're... we're um... We'll be, we're, we're delighted. I suppose we're in a good place. Finally, we're back to in-person events and it'll be 27 months. Uh, it sounds like confession here since, since our last in-person <laughs> event. So we're delighted and we're very focused now getting ready for that. So uh, great to kind of have a, a, a really, um, you know, a, a real purpose again at the moment. So we're delighted, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean we didn't have a, you know, we had some good times as well during the during the couple of years. There was lots of changes and different things happening. But uh, I, I, I'm not going to give out because if I did, my wife would give out to me anyway and tell me how much of a great life I have, uh, which is true. And I'm very grateful for everything I have, you know. But there's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the return to normality, I can start starting to feel the energy. Geez, we all need it so, so badly. And, you know, particularly in the work you're doing at the moment, which which we will get to. Um, but I, I wanted to, to, to sort of start start off a little further back. Um, you're, you're, you're a Cork man. I mean, many's, many's the casual dub might think you're actually from Limerick, so stitched into Munster Rugby, were you, for so many years. But actually, you're a Cork man originally, are you? I am. Uh, it's a, a slightly longer story than that, actually. And uh, my story changes. I was actually born in Canada and mm. lived there for a year. Uh, my father's from a place called Borbui in North Cork. And it's about an hour from Cork City, right up, um, uh, you know, up the north side. And then, of course, my mother, who I didn't tell very many people at the time, but my mother was a dub, uh, uh-huh. a proper dub, right? She was... Um, you know, I knew uh, there was, was something solid about you. Yeah, she was uh, in Shakur, Tyrconnell Park. Uh, so she was a proper dub, right? That's so, proper dub. Uh, right. No, really when I was playing for Munster, Connor, at the time, I, I, I don't think I told a soul about that, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> ever since I do a lot of business now up in Dublin, so I'm very quick to share that information. That there, there's, you know, there's a bit of Dublin in me, you know that. You know? Well, so, you uh, know, the, the, yeah. the, the best, the best of us are kind of part mongrel in that way, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but you played for an extraordinary length of time, and uh, you played for 14 years professional rugby, Frankie, didn't you? Yeah, I was very lucky. I think the way it happened, Connor, I was hugely passionate about rugby, absolutely adored it. 
And I finished school in 1994. The game globally became professional in 1995. So, uh, and I was lucky enough, I went, ended up going to UCC and I, I did an arts degree, did a major in economics. And I just managed to finish that economics degree as I got called in as a part-time professional in, in, in the Munster setup. So that was uh, kind of 95, 96. Got my first cap in 96 against Western yeah. Samoa. And... Uh, yeah, just had a had a wonderful journey since. Really. Well, look, there was ups and downs, and there was there was great days, there was horrible days, there was disappointments, oh, there yeah. was you know ecstatic well, days. Munster, but it's all part of it. Yeah, well, for Munster especially, I mean, that was a, a kind of a, a long arc journey that the whole country followed Munster on until 2006 when they finally won the Heineken Cup, and I, you know that moved on then to the Munster Leinster rivalry. But I think because we had a couple of serious disappointments, and then along comes 2006, and along comes 2008. So for that group, tremendous vindication, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, and, and like if you were being very critical, and, and sh- you know, should we look back and say maybe you know maybe we should have won three or four, you know? Mm-hmm. And in fairness to Leinster, I think they did take it on to uh, the next level although I do remind the odd Leinster person when it gets uh, argumentative I said well you know you didn't have the salary caps when he started winning those you know we had huge salary caps and all this right so, yeah. it was a, it was a, it, even in that period of time the game grew I mean between Munster's great period and Leinster's great period which followed on immediately afterwards but the game was just growing and growing and growing wasn't it I mean I, I had the tw- Leinster season tickets for years and years it's a sort of joke in Leinster that the people who say they had season tickets and Donnybrook it's a bit like people who say that they're in the GPO in 1916 right but, yeah. but we genuinely did the whole family and we had the experience of the 2006 semi-final in Lansdowne Road where Munster yes. outnumbered us in the stadium and hammered us yeah. on the pitch and uh, yeah. and then we had from our point of view that fantastic yeah. turnaround a few years later in Croke Park which to have yeah. 85,000 people at a club game between two Irish provinces was just sensational yeah and you know, do you know what, Connor? It's actually worth mentioning because the man responsible really for putting that European Cup together, uh, Mr. Tom Kiernan, uh, he passed away yeah. only about was that about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know I was in school with Tom Junior, and uh, we're all we're all thinking about him. But I mean, he you know he has been uh, given the credit for having that vision of mm. creating that European Cup and. I think prior to that, when we all used to go around in maybe GA jerseys and yeah. you know some of the UK soccer jerseys, but like we never had an opportunity really to support our local team uh, outside of Ireland, you know, exactly. uh, with the exception of the odd Nook League of Ireland team who did some of that. But it, you know, it was a great. There, there was a, a niche there really, and and I suppose Ireland just completely and utterly grabbed it and yeah. you know yeah I mean Ulster did, did win something as well prior to that they won a Heineken no Cup English teams the early ones, well it was the European Cup there was no English teams in at that time right that's so. right the English team <laughs> like I said they, they wound up beating Colomier in the final I yeah. slagged some Ulster I'm not pals taking from, yeah I won't take from them Connor I'm just yeah. I'm, only, I'm only joking to any of your Ulster listeners yeah uh, well I'd only give them uh, half a star for that Frankie yeah. <laughs> so and and look, it's gone on, and and even seeing the likes of Connacht, who do extremely yeah. well as well, and winning winning the the, the Guinness Pro Twelve a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, deservedly Yeah, you know, there, it's there's a great setup going on as well, and it's great for the national team, and it's great for you know Irish people, kids. One of the things, Connor, I love about it actually is that. You know, I brought my kids to the, the second last All Blacks game, the one we mm. won in, in, in Lansdowne Road or Viva Stadium. 
And, you know, we were walking away from the stadium, there was a tear in my eye. And I said, look, guys, you know, this is a wonderful moment. Like, and I'm delighted to be here to share it with you, you know. And, and, and they said, well, why, Dad? Like, you know, well, just beating the All Blacks. It's amazing, you know. But that's, Dad, we beat them the last time in America that time. And the time before, we should have won, you know. And I thought it was a wonderful moment yeah. in that, you know, us as Irish people and the new generation are growing up. You know, what's the big deal? You know, we, we, we yeah, what's the big deal beating the all backs? And that's, I think, maybe Irish people maybe going back before might have, we had maybe a bit of an inferiority complex, but yeah. what Irish people have done now, you know, music, you're, 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 you're touching on something there that I I really do believe and I've spoken of before. I mean, our generation in Ireland, maybe our timing was good or whatever, but if you look at the transformation that Ireland has gone through in the sort of the 30 years since I've been an adult in the workforce, and, and it's not just the economic turnaround and it's not just the fact that we're a more diverse country and we have immigrants, we have a, a much more vibrant scene, but there's something about the confidence in Irish people, just the assumption that we're a top tier country in every category. And for me, remembering what Ireland used to be like in the bleak 80s, it's just a joy to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to the bleak eighties or whatever. I don't think it was that bleak, really, for you, Frankie. But but you 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 grew up in Cork. Who taught who, who taught you how to drive? Given that this is interior driving podcast, when Connor can stay on mission. <laughs> well, look, I don't know. Should I be saying this? And I hope my kids won't be listening. But um, if the truth be known, I think back then it was kind of seventeen. You were allowed to get in the car yeah. officially, but. Uh, before I was 17, there was probably a bit of reversing in and out of the driveway going on, uh, unbeknownst to my my mother. My father would have been at work, right? So on the 17th, on the day of my 17th birthday, there was an ex-guard who, who, who's dead since, actually, a guy called Ray Chambers. And he was the, the go-to guy when you went for driving lessons, right? Now, this guy was... Uh, you know, he was, you know, he, he was quite, he could be quite cross, you know, but I had done a bit, you know, and I, I, he called up to the house anyway on the first day and he had his own car in that he could control the, 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 um, the he, you know, controls, he his own yeah, he took control. So we went out anyway, so take off there, yeah, pull in there, yeah, we'll go out there again, no, yeah, turn around, turn left, turn right. And then eventually he's right though, right, pull in there now and I turn off the car, you know, and he said, uh, I said, yeah. So next he turned around, he said, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, I was expecting, you know, yeah, I'm not bad. I think I'm pretty good. You were terrible. He said, you were awful. You, were you never indicated when you went there. You never looked in the mirror. And he went on for the next seven or eight minutes and he gave me, he read me the riot act and I would have a sweat pouring off me and he was a big big man and he was screaming at me and then he spent the time then for the next few minutes telling me all the things I need to do yeah. and of course there, there was no way of retaining everything he told you you know what yeah, I mean yeah. of course uh, for the next the remainder of the session whatever it was another half an hour like it was torture going through it like but in fairness to him I got my uh, I got my test on the first time you know but it was a yeah. uh, colourful colour character a lot of Cork people would remember him actually Ray Chambers Right, yeah, but you 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 might you must have done something right. Um, so parallels to your rugby career, you know, you get a tremendous bollocking in the changing room. You think that's that, and then you find yourself starting the next week. So you must you must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, happy days though. Happy days. We oh we we've had no. I I always I mean um you know driving for me is 
uh, especially by yourself, is a, is a, is a fantastic opportunity. And, and some mm. people, and you know, particular people living near capital cities and up around Dublin, you would hear them giving out like three hours in the car. And I'll never forget the time uh, Connor I heard um, Mick O'Dwyer ask that same question. And there was times where he used to travel seven hours a day from Kerry to go all the way up. And I think it was, was he with Leash for a while? And he was yeah, up and down. Was he, was he with Kildare for a while? And then yes, Kildare, yeah, he was. And then Wicklow, and, I think, badly for a while. Yeah, he was up and down. And, you know, he'd have every reason to be given out and moaning and, and, and so forth about it. And someone put it to him at some function I was at. And said, oh, who did you go through that time? He said, it was wonderful time. He said, it was the best time ever. Plenty of time to think, he says. Thinking yeah. time all the way up, right? And, you know, one of the greatest books ever written, and it kind of goes into the, you know, stuff we do, and yeah, is, yeah. Is, is Think and Grow Rich, which is not just rich in the, in the financial sense, but riches in all areas, but that is the crux of it. It's thinking time. And for someone like him to be able to use that time, yeah. and seeing as this was a gift, he was so positive the time he had. So... So I love, I love when I go in the car, I, I've all these audio books. I always love listening yeah. to, I, you know, I, I'm going around and, and, you know, even with Pendulum 360, which is our learning and lifestyle platform, we might have a new course. I'd have that on yeah. and you get loads of time to listen. So I try and use the time as constructively as possible when I'm driving, you know? Yeah. Would you know, they say the, the, the aphorism, you can't save time. You can only spend it wisely. And, and if you're going to travel anyway, you know, you may, you may, you may as well get the benefit of that little private space and private time. Yeah, and, and look, I, I suppose I'm lucky as well. I, I'm driving around in a, in a, in a, in a most, of the, most of the time when my wife doesn't take it off me, a beautiful Volvo XC90, right? Which is. Uh, oh, that's very nice. I, yeah, they're, they're an absolutely beautiful car. They've, you know, and we're doing our bit. They, there's, they're electric now as well. And mm. they're, I suppose, they're Volvo, supposedly, are the safest on the road. And it's uh, what I like about that car in particular, it's very understated, uh, but mm. it's an absolutely beautiful machine and uh, yeah. you know when, when you have five kids like me as well when you're packing them all in it's kind of a it's oh it's a nice God. piece of mind knowing that it's a very safe car as well yeah yeah what are the ages of the kids now frank uh, one of the oldest is nearly 15 and the second fella is about 14 months younger then i have a girl arabelle she is 11 and twins by and a girl are seven wow. so fantastic pretty relentless though and so when you do all those drop-offs at the weekend it's good to have a decent car because you're oh, yeah. over and back i think we've 17 a weekend so from friday saturday sunday there are 17 round trips so that's 34 <laughs> trips if you like you know what i mean and that's not including play dates and different things like that so and, it's and, pretty and, and, that, and that is everything from swimming to dance class to rugby to gaa to hurling yeah, to there's, there's not there's not as much dance classes no i have to say <laughs> oh you see i you see I, I that was my segue of getting towards your footwork as a hooker yeah <laughs> <laughs> well look i think to be fair uh, i think in 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 cork i think we, we it's great that we have so many good sports we have yeah, yeah. like that no you've hurling you've football you've soccer you've rugby you know even at there's there's you know rowing there's everything you know what I mean so many sports yeah. so it's great that they get an opportunity to do all that yeah. and you know, I, 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 I never I never see those sports as rivals of each other I mean, I, I've heard no. I think it's false analysis but I've heard it said that that rugby union and Gaelic football are fishing in the same pool but actually I think the more you get kids playing the, the better for all sports I totally agree and we're, and we're I'm coaching a bit now with 
uh, in praise of my old alma mater uh, yeah. for first and second years as well. And we're we're trying to encourage that as well. Look, you know, okay, when there's big games coming up or really important ones, okay, let's have a conversation around that. But other than that, like, let's encourage kids to be doing as many sports as possible. And I, I do think that they complement each other, you know. But I think when they do get to maybe, maybe 16, they might have to just concentrate maybe on trying to do a few more if, if they're very good you know what I mean um, yeah. try and maybe pick the ones that they're better at because you don't want them getting burned out either yeah and of course I mean very very few will be professional sports people I mean that's just in, in, in the yeah. in the nature yeah. of things Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat when booking journeys at expressway.ie make sure to select seat only reservation free travel scheme and pay just two euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations, and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again, and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. So, so listen, congratulations on a brilliant career. I, 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 we're going to come to the pendulum stuff, which I'm really interested in, in part because it's a process of reinvention, uh, Frankie, and it can be very difficult, perhaps not uniquely for a professional sports person, but big time for a professional sports person, because you live in this strange bubble um, and, then, and then it ends remarkably young. You, you, you're, you're an old man on a rugby team, thinking of yourself as an old man on a rugby team, and then you step out blinking into the sunlight and you're a young man in every other walk of life. So that must have been a strange one. Um, but just ask you something about your your, your f- physical condition. My, my wife's a physio, and I remember she said to me around about that time, 95, 96, 97, she said, we don't yet know what a 50-year-old professional rugby player is going to look like and um, because of the the attrition on their bodies as young men we're, we're starting to find that out now I, I i think i read keith wood say once that he has some sort of ongoing issue with his shoulders um and and you know lot, lots of other and you of course played in the front row H- how did you come through it i i, I, I can't complain connor I, I was you know i got a few knocks and bangs I've, you know, a few operations in my knee, but you know, I, once you keep some somewhat reasonably fit, I think your body will be fine. You know, keep, you know, there's so many, I saw so much knowledge now on, on diet and nutrition and different things like that for different joints and all those different things. So uh, I'm lucky enough that I, I'm, I'm pretty okay. I have a few little areas, but I, I mean, we don't, you know, I, I, I don't go road running every day. You know what I mean? If I do road running, I'll, I'll do it sparingly. Do you know what I mean? I don't, uh, you know, I don't lift really, really heavy weights anymore. You know what I mean? I'll do kind of lighter things. You know what I mean? So you just get a bit smarter about it. Uh, and uh, I mean, the you know, 
I was lucky enough to be on a ski trip recently and, and that's when you start getting worried about getting proper knocks and bangs, you know, but <laughs> no, I, I've been good. I, I can't complain. The body's, the body's good. And as I said, um, you know, it's, it's probably just uh, any, any, the, 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 the bad stuff that happens to me now is probably self-inflicted on a Sunday morning mm. these days, you know? Well, well, I'm probably sorry you're right. So, so, so the body comes through fine and then, you know, the, the, the mind has to come through as well. You, you did an, ex- well, perhaps it wasn't as sudden as it seemed to be, but you did an extraordinary reinvention, reinvention, uh, Frankie. T- tell me about Pendulum Summit and, and subsequently Pendulum uh, 360. I, I've been aware of it and fo- yeah. following it for a time, but, but you might tell me in, in essence what it is. Yeah, so Connor, I was always a huge advocate of, you know, self-help books and professional development areas with, with, for myself personally. I just, I wasn't a bookworm, but they're the type of things I gravitated to, listening to audio books and different things like that all the time. That's just the way I always was. And uh, I suppose when the game became professional and I fell into the Munster and Irish setup, I got maybe some sort of inadvertent qualification and leadership type performance, right? Because I was playing with them against some amazing leaders and, and high performance advocates as well, you know, like, so under coaches like Declan Kidney, who taught me for yeah. six years in school, got my first gap under Warren Gatland, with Eddie O'Sullivan. And then, you know, you're playing with guys, like you mentioned, Keith Wood or Mick Galway, Axel Foley, Brian O'Driscoll. And then against the great teams like the Martin Johnsons of this world yeah. and, and Neil Backs, all those guys, you know, so when you're in this, you, you kind of start learning and developing more and more. And then, when I retired in 2009, um, I ended up a few years later doing doing a higher diploma in leadership, mm. uh, which was which was very useful as well for me. But we set up front row speakers actually, which is a speaker yeah. bureau. So we would supply speakers into a lot of um, uh, um, organisations and companies who are looking for people to help them in those touch points with their mm. staff and empowerment and well-being and anything from diversity to inclusion anything any of those touch points like that so by doing that we we were given a fantastic opportunity connor to be able to have these conversations with uh, business owners um, you know hr lnd people uh, about what what the challenges were for them and then on the other side the speakers who were going into the organization were coming back telling us what was happening and the trends that were happening so yeah. Uh, we, we kind of had that light bulb moment then in mid-2013. We said, whoa, hold on a second. Whether you're pharma, whether you're financial services, whether you're tech, whether you're agri, these principles in all these areas are the same. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what industry or background you're yeah. in. So why don't we do one event once a year that is not for any of these in particular, but for anybody in that space of maximizing their potential in all areas of their life, like, you know, self-empowerment, you know, authentic relationships, leadership, team performance, business excellence, professional wealth elevation, to name a few. And uh, we started it in the first uh, event in 2014. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Canadian astronaut at the time, uh, Chris Hadfield over, yeah. and uh, my Canadian connection was actually happy at that stage. <laughs> and uh, we got him in, and then you know we got guys like Frank Dick, who was uh, on the British um, Olympic uh, uh, team. He was a coach mm-hmm. there. We guys like Jack Black, we Willie Walsh, and a few more like that. And yeah. most people, in fairness, went at the time went to kind of support me, probably at the time. Yeah. And, Would and you know, was, no harm, Frankie, if you want to get something off the ground. I mean, it, well, it, it won't last look, long if you're yeah. not adding value and earning it. But well, I mean, it's I, an I think to be fair, yeah, I think Connor, you're right. And 
to a man woman they left the place saying Frankie you were onto something here drive this on the following year we brought Deepak Chopra uh, to a leadership conference which was a bit whoa uh, but yeah. looking back maybe 2015 we were probably ahead of our time and like we've since had the, the speakers we've had like from everyone to you know Tony I've, Robbins yeah, to Richard Branson people. yeah I was going to say Richard Branson did I see you with Arnold Schwarzenegger at one stage uh, we have we I've met him um, and and he will be coming at some point but uh, not quite yet he will be coming at some point yeah but we've had look, Bear Grylls we've had you know Large Sugar we've had Joe Malone we've had Randy Zuckerberg you know uh, John Cleese Colin Farrell uh, these are fantastic names I mean know, people, people who pay you know people would 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 I, I was going to say pay to see it uh, which I which I guess they would um, but they they have they, to because it 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 doesn't wash its face otherwise it's well, you know, Frank, 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 Frankie has a car to maintain and five kids to feed, so you know, yeah, the thing yeah. has to the thing has to be commercially viable. But it yeah. clearly is. I mean, it's, such is the growth of it. And if there's a thread of connectivity between all those names that you've named, Frankie, is it about leadership? As in, you know, how you empower a team and how you get a team to work together, or is it more about your personal development? How how do I get better at you know, fulfilling my ambitions in this world. Yeah, a very good question, Connor. Actually, and it's it's I suppose it's all of the above. And the, one of my favourite sayings is never wish life was easier, wish that you're better, right? So you have to, you know, the number one pillar here is like what they say in the airlines: you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first. <laughs> There's no point in you even thinking or dreaming that you can do great things and lead teams or do anything like that until you're right. So you need to be physically and mentally right yourself mm-hmm. and be very comfortable where you are. And and so it starts with you and then it works out. So different people, are, you know, are, are are on their journey in different ways, depending on, mm-hmm. on what their background is and what stage of their life they are. So what we try and do is we try and, uh, you know, try and give a bit of, of a lot of these different areas. We're not going to have five you know motivational speakers in a row on together yeah. uh, you know we might have one you know for example we might have one person telling a story which is inspirational then we might have somebody else right here you go you want to get stuff done here's what you got to do get your pens and paper out here take this note yeah. take this you know and you know more teacher like and we try we try we try and give a real cross section of different types of speakers so you might hear one person saying tony robbins is the most amazing person i've ever heard in my life mm. and someone else saying i hated every minute of it <laughs> i just don't like it you know and that's the beauty of it too everyone has different opinions depending on where they're at so we we present a variety of different areas and and people to two people from a cross-section of different industries mm-hmm. and, and backgrounds and, and and that's the beauty of it because the level of delegate and company that attend then as well in this highly charged environment connor yeah. is amazing i mean you might someone like pat mcdonough from supermax who is you know, one of the most successful Irish entrepreneurs around. Why is he going here as a paid customer with his team for two full days? Or a David Bobbitt who sells the kitchens to McDonald's worldwide. It turns over 600 million a year. Why is he there? Why are these CEOs there? Because they're there for, for, because if they can get one little thing and reinforce all the other little things and they meet people and they get to go away buzzing and motivated. I mean, that's In an old fashioned way, it needn't be phrased more complicated than that. It inspires people. 
I mean, it is, you, 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 people will walk out of the hall ceiling 10 feet tall, buzzing yeah. with, 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 yeah. with what, what their head's been filled with. And then, so they're, they're, the summit I'm aware of, it is a major event. You, and there have been summits in New York and various places, but there's a, there's a summit in the RDS in Balls. Well, when we can do it, we're assuming we've got the world back now, please God. Yeah, so, oh, absolutely. So what, what's the plan for Balls Bridge then? Yeah, so we have it's uh, our theme this year is pendulum pendulum unbreakable, right? Mm-hmm. And it is reconnect. We want people to reconnect again, reignite. We want people to reignite again, and we want reinvention, right? So everyone's going through that phase, and we have, of course, Steve Wozniak, the the founder of Apple, right? Oh, yeah. um, arguably one of the most, if not the most, I suppose, greatest inventor of all time, right? Yeah, um, and not to, be, not to be crass, one of the richest guys on the planet as well. Um, well, yeah, so, I, I'm not sure. I, he's one of these guys, but we had Branson a few years ago, right? And he's mm. great. He's more the entrepreneurial type. Um, I think Wozniak is, is going to add different value because he's more he's more an inventor and how important money is to him. I don't, I think he'd take it or leave it, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. And, but, he, but what Jobs couldn't have done, what he did without Wozniak, right? But then we have, you talk about abs, absolute motivational speaker. We have the best in the world, I believe, is is Les Brown coming to Ireland for the very first time. Okay. You Google any YouTube video, this guy comes up. We've ran out fines. We've uh, Dr. Sharon Lecter. We have um, Steve Redgrave as well, the greatest Olympian the you know, five, five gold row. medals in five consecutive games oh, or something yeah. absolutely bonkers uh, like that. Yeah, too. Dr. Joe Vitale as well. Then he's done booking a movie, The Secret. We have like it's an amazing. So we haven't had an event for 27 months. We're going all in. We're gonna like what we try and do is we don't believe that this space has to be like a boring classroom that you mm. know, as a teacher up in the chopper. We believe in making this whole experience uh, you know a, a wonderful one, like that there's music, there's shows, there's bands, there's everything, you know what I mean? That and, and it's like that you're not just leaving inspired and motivated, but you've got a plan. And and I think most of these guys will tell you that that, that the difference between the person there, there, there's a lot more people out there way more intelligent than I am Connor but there, there's a, a difference with some people the real successful people that I see is they're well able to make you know put it into action you know making things yeah. into action is huge you know taking yeah, massive and action it, yeah intelligence is one of those funny things I mean it, it, it's, it's it's defined in much too narrow a way apart from anything else I mean there, there's a there's a there's 360 degrees of a sort of capacity and ability and we all rotate around the average and, and you know great at some things and lousy at others um, yeah. and there's a sort of a tendency to make an assumption that you know you're either intelligent or you're not and um, yes. uh, it's a very reductivist and uh, and you're, we're, we're, we're proving it wrong um, I wonder if the pendulum submit Frankie one of the reasons why it's successful is is that um, is there something in the zeitgeist at the moment where we've we, we become a great deal more aware of personal mental health and um, um, you know, I think where previously you would think of mental health only when it breaks down to a severe extent. When you when you say mental health, you're thinking about somebody who's who's mentally unwell, and that's really changed now to, to kind of a notion of mental fitness for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's where you know we, we've I suppose developed 
uh, Pendulum 360, which is yeah. that learning and lifestyle platform that's fueling, um, you know, uh, peak performance and holistic well-being. So that's your, there's micro-learning courses on that all, all year. So for example, we've Dr. Harry Barry and that he's got 21 days to armor-plated well-being, right? Mm. So like the, the companies and the individuals who go to Pendulum, it's not just a kind of a little jolly, ah, it should be a bit of fun. They're doing it for the proper reasons because, you know, you, you know yourself when you're right mentally and, and you're, you're right in a lot of ways, the difference that makes. I mean, uh, Peter, Peter Drucker, who'd be one of the most famous kind of management consultants ever, who, you know, uh, yeah. would say that if, 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 thing, if things are going well in your organization, double your training budget. If they're not going well, quadruple it. Right, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So the yeah. people are there. They they know. Uh, they know. They send people here that how much they raise their bar uh, by coming back from it. Occasionally, mm. someone might leave the organisation. That happens. But a lot of the employers yeah. would say, you know what, that's a good thing because if he was going, I'd like him to go now. You know that kind of way. Yeah, and which you know, I, it's a good. Th- it's a good thing just more generally. I mean, that was my uh, uh, kind of ethos. And when I was working in the AA, the people working for me, if 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 somebody's best path for their own development and their own career advancement leads them outside the organization um then then help them on their way with your blessings you know it's it and, it, and these things do circle back and um uh, you know it, it's it's wrong to try and put kind of handcuffs on people i think um yeah, uh, yeah. and i I, th- I think something like pendulum enables you to be a bit more reflective because if you're running a business you you run it sort of day to day and week to week and you're always kind of looking at your dashboard and worrying about this worry about that uh, whereas taking out time out for something like pendulum i think enables you to be a bit more reflective doesn't it yeah and i think kind of we all have examples of this whether it's our kids coming to us or whether it's us going to our parents when we go home and i go home to my mother one stage mom i was talking to mrs something down the road and she said this and it was very and my mother's looking at me, I told you that before, right? And and sometimes <laughs> a, a third party endorsement of something, it, it's a lot more powerful, right? So, you know, you you could be um, you could be Google telling your employees, you got to this, 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 and everyone's, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then Pendulum Summit is telling you through these brilliant, brilliant leaders, and you're like, ah, yeah, because you're you're, you're more trustworthy of a third party, you know what I mean? And that that just happens, you know. Yeah. So, um, so look, look, it's great. I'm I'm very lucky, Karen, because I I adore this area myself, and. We've so, some wonderful speakers in there. Yeah. You know? So, so, so business is going very well for you, and and, and, well, and well, I, I, I won't, I won't say kind of like it, it was, you know, we haven't had an in-person event for twenty-seven months. Yeah. So, like That's, financially, we took, you know, it, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't all roses for the last while. You know what I mean? But look, we're not, we're not going to look back at it. Uh, we are where we are now, and uh, we're looking forward to getting back. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, uh, the early signs are showing that people are getting straight back into it and, yeah. and they're, they're, they're looking. So that's great to hear. We're, we're, we're open for business. So any of your listeners there, please, please, uh, yeah. um, you know, get on to us. We'd love to have you. Yeah, it's just refreshing to be open for business. So for, for somebody who's compulsively busy then, did, did, did being sort of compulsory put in mothballs for, for, for two years, was that, was that tough on you personally? No, I mean, like, I just, I, 
I'm a good believer in, in things happen for a reason. Why they're happening at the time, sometimes you don't realize, but you just got to go with it. And when this tsunami came in, I, I sort of I climbed up to the top floor and I just let it kind of come in for a while and just let the whole thing unfold. Um, and then you you think, you start thinking, you're thinking time and you decide, right, why is this happening? And, you know, that has given us a good opportunity. We, we nailed a virtual event, which was which was really good at the end of November. Yeah. That's what virtual events were, were, were very kind of, were novelty kind of at that stage. And I think we got the timing right there, but it was great for us as an organization to have delivered that. And yeah. then we got to spend the time and and efforts to create the Pendulum 360 learning and lifestyle platform, which is now kind of a uh, it, it's it's a learning management system for yeah. a lot of organizations. Also, it gave us the time to do that. So maybe if it set us back a, a bit during it, the hope and and the vision is that maybe that's going to catapult us now more forward as we come out the other side of it. You know? Yeah. Well, I sincerely hope that's true, and I kind of think it is, just in terms of the general mood in the country and and yeah. and, and people and people dying to get back to um uh, to, to, to normal life. So between the jigs and the reels, Frankie, do, do do you travel much with this? Do you drive much with this, sir? Yeah. I mean, look. I as I said. Uh, I do try and drive as much as I can. Um, I do. I, I do like driving, and I do. I, I like my own space when I travel. Some people are all oh got to travel. I, I I like that. I'd be kind of of the Mick O'Dwyer mold that yeah. you know that you 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 you're thinking time. You reflect, you know, and you listen to a bit of radio, but you don't get it dated. You listen to your audio books, your bits and pieces. Yeah, um, very good. Um, well, listen, I'm delighted to see you looking so well, and it's nice to know that there's a future for uh, um, for, for, for hardworking front row um, rugby, <laughs> rugby, rugby, rugby players when 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 the bodies when the body can't be thrown into the furnace anymore. <laughs> are, are you are you optimistic for your for your old uh, alma mater down there in Munster, or do you just think Len- Leinster's hegemony is here to stay? Or um, you know, I I I I'm, I'm just helping out with with, with the school at the moment in Prez and and we're getting a good kick out of that Munster is a you know a whole different kettle of fish and yeah. um, it's it's a challenge I know there's a lot of good people trying to For work sure. hard inside there and um, how they're doing what they're doing I I, I, I don't know I'm disappointing with the coach leaving and stuff like that but look it is what it is um, we, we're having a good journey ourselves and uh, there was a superb schools match actually recently between Prez and Christians, which would be the two arch rivals in, yeah. in Cork. I had two nephews playing actually, and uh, smashing game of rugby, you know. So great to see it at that level, and I suppose to be able to give a small bit back uh, at yeah. that level is is great to be able to do as well. Even though I'm sure a lot of the guys I'm coaching wouldn't agree because I'd be shouting <laughs> and roaring at them a lot. Like, but, uh, you remind, it's, you're, it's, remind it's, yourself of the driving instructor in Cork. You're, you're channelling him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ray Chambers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, very good. But, well, you know, I, I think the future's bright. I, I was looking at a schools game the other day, a Leinster schools game between uh, St. Michael's and Black Rock, who was who playing. I saw it. I, saw, I yeah. saw the end of it, actually. Yeah, the standard of rugby being played. You had to remind oh, yeah. yourself there were schoolboys. It was just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. It's so fantastic it, it, to see. That was a great game, actually. And but this Prez Christians game, and there was a young guy Ben O'Connor who was on the uh, he's he involved with the uh, well the captain of the minor team last year for Cork and GA. And Pretty to your point about the cross sports and all that side of things, uh, Prez were nineteen seven down with seven minutes to go, and got two tries, and your man converted both Ben O'Connor both 
close enough to the touchline with the wind against them. It was amazing. In the last seconds of the game, it was unbelievably dramatic. It was incredible, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, I saw that Black Rock Michaels game as well. It was a super game as well. Very exciting as well. So, yeah. great to see it, isn't it? Isn't it great to see? Um, isn't it great to see? Willison continued success for us all. We might be rivals wearing blue and green, but or blue and red rather, but then we'll uh, put on green other weekends. Um, so, and, and are, you, are you happy to enjoy rugby at that level? Because I'd say one of the things that you get asked to the bar all the time. In fact, I, I remember I did meet you for a pint once. Your cousin Pat is a mutual friend. And uh, I think it was one of the obvious things I said to you, and I'm sure you get it all the time. Given what you're working on professionally, is rugby coaching something that you could take seriously, as in professionally? Um, I, I don't think so, Connor. You never say never, but it's just, uh, I've too, I've just too many commitments. It's it's And, and coaching, I see coaches there at... Uh, and at a very amateur level, and mm. the time commitment they give is incredible. My my young son Frankie Og, uh, who's under 15s, he's captain of Cove Ramblers, and, uh, and they have a fantastic, we had a great season with him last year, traveling all over the country. But the I mean, the two coaches there are completely amateur, but the time they spend is yeah. incredible. Uh, professional guys wouldn't be able to do it. So, um, you who knows at some point in the future, I've we've too much to do at the moment with pension, mm. we've too many bills to pay at the moment. Maybe <laughs> at some point, when uh, when someone the A or something like that comes in and, and gives us a big check to buy us out, like, well, we might have a bit more time in our hands. Oh, well, there you go, yeah, yeah. I will. So, that, if you that, broker that, that, that deal, you get a good commission as well, right? Excellent, <laughs> excellent, yes. And then I'll, inst- I'll install Raj as monster coach and I'll get him to take you on for the forwards, right? Yeah, fair enough, exactly. Yeah, All these things are achievable. Um, yeah. Well, listen, Frankie, I'm delighted to see you looking so well and uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm delighted you took the time out to have a chat. Uh, I'm sure we will meet at some stage in, in, in the notes. Absolutely. Now that we're back to meeting people in real life again. And um, so, listen, I, I, I look forward to that and to, to, to raising a glass together when we can. Sounds like a plan, Connor. Thanks so much. Look forward to that. Look forward to that. Frankie, thanks a million. Talk to you soon. Cheers, Connor. Bye-bye. There you go, that's Frankie Sheehan. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Please check out previous episodes where you'll find chats with people like Shane Ross, Teresa Mannion, Ivan Yates, Dermot Bannon, Brian O'Donovan and others. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. Just Google Driving Life with Connor Faulkner and you can email me, connorfaulkner at gmail.com. Until next time, drive safely, live happily and come back and see us again. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.